Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Everyone, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. I'm Don Maeda, joined by Chase Curtis in our office here. Again, the seat is empty because Alex Ray has joined the uh, corporate workforce in America. He's calling in from O'Neill, USA. And Anton, of course, is calling in from his home office in Illinois. So, first order of the day, like I can't sing because I don't sing to my kids even. You don't? No. Uh I'm horribly off key and I got made fun of at church camp, so. I'll sing. So, we have you guys sing happy birthday to Anton. All right, you ready, Alex? Please don't, please don't, please don't. Three, two, one. Happy birthday, Anton. Oh, man, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Yeah, please don't. (laughs) How old are you, Anton? 31, 32? Uh, 33. Oh, 33. Let's go. Josh Grant in the house, dude. 33 is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got I got some I got two vet eligibility classes for right now, so it's pretty good. Mhm. Mhm. Nice. So, uh you celebrate your birthday flying home from uh Syracuse, New York. We had mm-hmm. uh we had the Unadill MX Nationals weekend. Big news is Jet Lawrence wrapped up his first AMA 450 national championships. I, I say first, catch that word. Mm-hmm. Um, what a race, huh? How was it out there, Anton? It was fun. It was one of those days where, you know, you think weather's coming, and so you're always looking over your shoulder waiting to see, okay, how, how dark is the sky? Is it really happening? Is it really coming? Okay, that was the first couple spits of rain. How's it going to go? And then it never did really anything, which was great because – you know, on Thursday, I had seen that it was going to be like less than a tenth of inch of rain. And then Friday, I was at the airport and my flight got delayed on the way because of a mechanical issue. So I missed Friday media day. Uh, so I didn't get to see the track when it was just just prime and everything looked great. And the grass was cut before the banners were up. And then uh, Jim Roach from Yamaha asked me on my flight. He's like, do you have your mud gear? And I was like, oh, is it going to be muddy? Like, did it change? And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, it changed a lot. And I looked at my phone, and it said almost an inch of rain was coming. And I was just like, oh, man. And then it never yeah. came, which was great. Um, as it was mentioned a lot, I at the track, and I'm not sure about the broadcast, they have had a lot of rain this year, more than they had last year. Last year was a drought. This year, uh, the entire Northeast is getting back to it. So the track was better. Um they did change some stuff though, so it was faster. They removed some corners just with the way the prep was. It was wide open, and guys were commenting about that. So that was always interesting to say and see. Full guys said the higher speeds made that even worse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was another packed crowd. Uh, I don't know if everybody thought, like, oh man, we're going to go see Jet win this championship or what was always great i mean that race has been going on for 54 years in some capacity mm-hmm. at the property but uh it's a great weekend i mean to see it all go down like that sports in a really really good place and uh it's gonna get good these next few weeks as we go into smx in the next year yeah 
So they swapped the races on the schedule so that Jets Championship uh, celebration could be on the broadcast or something? Mm-hmm. That's why? Yeah, yeah. There was a live NBC slot that they got, which is huge. You know, I mean, to broadcast it into millions of homes on a Saturday is a big deal. And mm-hmm. for Jet to get what he had was great. And then, you know, a little unfortunate that Hayden's DNF happened in the first moto because I think had that have happened in the second moto, you know, that's an even bigger dynamic for the world to see out on live television instead of yeah. just like a 30-second clip. But, uh, yeah, the NBC thing is huge. And, you know, we've talked about it so many times this year, how much they're putting back in with SMX and, and really stepping things up. And to know how important it is that, you know, the future generation superstar is going to clinch his title and you got to make it happen, do whatever mm-hmm. you can to, to do that. That's the only time this year, though, that they've swapped the motos and that there wasn't, as far as I've been, there wasn't a halftime uh, between. They just went straight into second motos. Mm-hmm. Right. That uh, that lightning delay was kind of sketchy, huh? Like it, it wasn't as long as it could have been, mm-hmm. but still, it was kind of. Uh, you could tell the broadcast team was scrambling to fill some time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor Weeds was just rambling about a couple things. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to comment mm-hmm. on that. There was no break in between uh, second and first motos, right? It was just kind of podium stuff and then straight into it. Yeah, straight into it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which, but you know what though, like. There have been times during these races that they have the halftime and I walk by the starting line before the second motos and there's already people like down there or guys trying to get in staging or gate pick stuff happening. And this week I didn't notice anybody down there during that. So I was like, oh, man, maybe we have a little bit longer than we thought. And then when the lightning delay did happen, that was, you know, hurry up and wait, because the worst part of the storm had passed us. It was actually kind of sunny at the track. It was Mm -hmm. everything was south of the south of the property. Mm. So did they have less time to do some track maintenance then or no? Were they able to kind of get that done? Mm. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but like, I think like they've done it for 54 years. So, you know, they know how much time they usually have. And maybe from what you guys saw on TV, I mean, there were ruts and there were things like that, but did it look like there was any place? unbelievably bad that they had to really worry about corner where the first pass attempt like between jace and jet almost happened and it just kind of got bogged down yeah was that was there contact there no i don't think so it looked like the aerial shot looks i I think from the the ground shot it looked like they hit but the aerial shot it looks like just uh, i think chase Chase just yeah stuffed it in that inside right yeah (laughs) because it looked like Jet flew out of the line that he was in. Yeah. So I thought maybe there's contact. Yeah, yeah. Um, how were the emotions after Jet clinched the title? I mean, I know there's all those photos of him staring at the trophy. But. Oh, I mean, huge. You know, especially that, that time when he was in the back, um, really looking at all the names and just being like his first moment to himself with the Edison Die Cup. That was, that was pretty cool. Because, I mean, everybody's name that's ever held that thing is on it. Yeah. Um, when he came across the finish line, you know, typically pumped and everything like that. And then he rode up to Lucas and, you know, hugged Lucas. And then you could start to tell like, oh man, he's, this one's heavy for him. Like this one does mean a lot. And then on the podium, he did have to compose himself a couple times before he did cry. Mm-hmm. And like, yo, he's 20. He just turned 20 this past week. Like that's a big deal. I mean, to do what he's doing, to do the year that they've had, I'm sure that had to feel great and 
certainly. And uh, I, I, you know, everybody's pumped for Jet. Like, I don't think that there's really anybody at the races that's at the races consistently that's just like, oh, this sucks. Like, yeah. we know how good he is. He's definitely earned it. Like, there's no lucking into this championship. He's a super nice guy to everyone he comes in contact with. You know, everybody's pumped. I don't think that there's anybody that's like down on it. Mm-hmm. Honda was there till super late on Saturday night, just enjoying the moment. Yeah, because yeah. anybody that's been to New York, like, there's nothing to do near Unadilla. You could go down to Frank's Pizza Place, uh, one town down, but it's going to be so busy anyway. So, yeah, the Honda guys just stayed and celebrated and enjoyed it. And then, uh, you know, they know that they got work to do to get Hunter to the finish line and then get SMX ready. Because I heard a lot of SMX stuff over the weekend. A lot of people have already done Supercross testing or they're getting ready for some Supercross testing to figure out, like, how hybrid of a bike are you really going to set up for those three races? Yeah, the Cowie guys are at the Supercross track today. Yeah, and Tick's... Yep. T- uh, so, while we're already talking about Cowie guys, I noticed Tick's been riding the 24 a lot. Really? Yeah, like all last week he was running at public tracks. Oh. There's no way they race that for SMX though, right? I wouldn't think so. Okay. That's so, hey, track. Alex, you're you're the guy with the Unidil experience. Yep. You know, watching it, the track looks gnarly. Super rough, rocks, grass, if you fly off the track. I mean, what do you think of uh, Unadilla? Yeah, I mean, Unadilla, it's it's one of the, it's its own different animal, right? Because um, back in the day, it seemed cool. You could, you know, they didn't water it as much, you know, back in the day. Uh, whenever you watch, like, the infamous, like, Stu, Ricky battles and all that, you know, you could go inside to outside, outside to inside. You could be creative. Um, but with, with the way they prep the tracks now, right? Like they, they put a lot of water down, um, the tracks get a lot more rutted. I don't know if it's that base or, or what some of the areas over by the start straight looked a little bit more hard packed this year. Um, like we've seen that RJ crash, which was terrible, but, um, you know, over there, like on the, the side of the hill, um, you get a lot more ruts and, and stuff like that. And it's not just like, you know, like your normal just rut out of a corner. It's ruts. You come out of a corner and you stay in that rut pretty much all the way around the track. It's like a kind of like a slot car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to change lines once you get into a rut. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's super tough. The the roost hurts. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, that that dirt. It's whenever they water it like that. I don't know. I've I've had several different um, Unadilla experiences, and and uh, it can it can come up and bite you. You know. Um, you know, it has like those crazy acceleration bumps, especially like coming out of like, uh, you know, the screw you or whatever the, they call it now. But um, a lot of the different areas of the track have a lot of different um, types of roughness, right? You know, you have like the acceleration chop, mm-hmm. and then you also have like the big bumps and square edge bumps as well inside the ruts. Uh, the jump faces get pretty sketchy uh, because like you're, you're having to follow a rut pretty much all the way up the faces of the jump, you know? Yeah. Uh, did the track seem um, fast and in, in time qualifying to you guys? In the first yeah. yeah, everybody, day, yeah, everybody almost. remarked about how fast it was just all day. Like this was maybe mm-hmm. even a little too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the changes that they made um, after the big tabletop, you know, like that, that left right sort of slowed it down. But now this year after that tabletop, you're just wide open all the way around. It seemed like just really fast, you know, imagine those kids that just raced Loretta's last week, going from that track to Unadilla. Dude. <laughs> oh yeah. They're like, wait, what? That's a big <laughs> so welcome, welcome to the pros. Yeah. Right. 
What's your best finish there, A Ray? I don't know. I've only raced there like twice, and neither one of them was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I qualified like 14th there, like one time, but that was actually my Unadilla was my first ever outdoor national. Mm. My dad sent me the uh, the qualifying the other day. It was like 2011. I qualified like I don't know 68th, 75th. I don't know. It was something bad, but so you didn't make. He's the just national. like, yeah, we've came a long way, haven't we? I'm like, yep, and. uh yeah, I, re- I remember that. Like, that was my first ever outdoor national. I think I bought a dirt bike, or we bought a dirt bike, um, Honda, on Wednesday. Didn't set up the suspension or nothing. We bolted a pipe on it that we, you know, that we had and, and went there. We changed some clickers and set the sag, and that was it. Hmm. So, if you qualified 68th, yeah, you weren't in the national? Oh, it was, it was bad. It was <laughs> bad. Oh, yeah. So, you spent the rest of the day watching the race with the hill people? Uh. I think, I think, yeah, I think what we did, um, we watched the race and then, um, we actually drove up to Walton and raced, oh. uh, right after that. Wow. That's mm-hmm. Walton's Canada, right? Mm-hmm. They call the track Walton yep. Playboys or something. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Michael, you were able to talk to Jed afterwards. Uh, did he have anything, uh, remarkable to say? Uh, not me, not really. You could just tell he was psyched, you know. He's just happy, really appreciative of, you know, how he's going to do it. Uh, the one thing that I did ask him about, and I don't know if you, if you guys saw this, Chase, I know you did, Ray, you did. They tried to interview um, him before the second moto. They had Ricky go down there and he like, said, try yes. to talk to him. Yeah, and he, dude, the thousand-yard stare, Ricky trying to get into it. And that was funny, but he even said, he's like, Ricky would have been even more focused at that time. You know, yeah. he's like, I tried. He goes, right there. Um, he didn't tell it to me, but I have, I did hear that he has said to other people, the perfect season is now the goal. Like, championships done with these last four motos have just been. Yeah. yeah. Anton, did you go into your cellar? Because your, your uh, service has gotten bad. I know, no, I haven't I moved. Huh. Okay. Maybe go to the front porch. I don't know. And Aria, it sounds like your Postmates made it. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I've been eating it. What do you Good. think? Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So, you know, you oh, want to know great. what? It's great. It's amazing. I, I ordered from Urbane Cafe because they sponsor Richard Taylor Jr. And oh, I, nice. I figured awesome. out I would yeah. support those. This is good. Yeah. So, Aria's uh, participation in the podcast is made possible by uh, Swap Mode Alive and Postmates because mm. he's calling it on his I love to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> Heck yeah, boys. Yeah. We need to just remove the third chair in this. I know. Your chair's all hairy because we had Misa sitting last week. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer, man. If we if we'd have done this yesterday, you know, I I would have made it happen, you know, yeah. in studio. But you would have come out Sunday just for this. Well, he was here. Oh, 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 oh. here's your whole Nance. So did your did your fiance accompany you back to? Uh, Agora Hills this time, or is she still staying at home? Uh, yeah, she did. Uh, she's going. Uh, she's going to be up here for a couple more days. Um, we're just we're looking at apartments and stuff up here, so we're trying to get all that squared away. Uh, but yeah, nice. How is how yeah, is yeah. the apartment hunt up there, Ray? Like, how different is that to Temecula? It's expensive, is what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I cannot imagine. Yeah, but. Uh, it's uh it, it's going it's going good um you know we're just trying to find the right place like samantha she's on it right like she's super good with money management and everything so she's trying to find like the best deal the least price for the most square footage and the best appliances and everything you know so it's yeah she's she's doing a good job at it and uh, i'm trying to i'm trying to help 
a little bit, but for the most part, I think she's got it pretty handled. It's got to be Malinois friendly. Mm. Yeah. Got that big dog. It's a service animal. Service animal, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what you need? You need a, a garage door that you could close with your phone. Yes, that's exactly what I need. <laughs> Did you do it again? No, oh. just last no, week. No, not yet, but it's coming. Yeah. Anton, did you hear last week? Uh, we had to do the, the podcast in the evening because A-Ray realized that he left his garage door open on his way to work. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Remember our hashtag, don't be a victim. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, trust me. Nobody Words to live by. Nobody stole his bicycles, though, I think. Were there any rocks around him? Like the little kids <laughs> stole walk <him>? by and <laughs> throw rocks at your GTs? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's still like way. just the tires off them. <laughs> yeah, <the> tires. <laughs> um, so uh, I thought Ferrandis was coming in the first moto, dude. Whatever bike changes they or settings or do do we know what they changed exactly over the break? Uh, he has different suspension. There's dude. suspension changes that he had going on, and then Jay Wilson um was there to help. Developed the bike. He rode EY's bike no different than like EY's bike that's been sitting there all summer, not touched. So mm-hmm. EY's suspension settings, the only thing they did was like bars, set the levers, and, you know, do Jeez. that. But, uh, yeah, they're still working on Dylan. That's the whole point of Jay Wilson coming is to just really help them hone in that bike uh, mm-hmm. to have a second rider on the track. So, yeah. Because he's – Don, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know. Can you explain more about like – what it is he's doing just as far as Yamaha is like, hey man, this Australian guy that's there and riding the All Japan stuff. I mean, how how important is it for the All Japan Nationals to an OEM like Yamaha because you've gone so many times? Well, it's kind of funny that they have Jay Wilson over there now, right? Because there was a gentleman's agreement between the manufacturers not to bring in foreigners. And mm, I do. I thought that. it was just Americans. Is it all foreigners too? Well, I mean, for a full time series. Uh, a racer? Yeah. Is Jay full-time, though? I Racing? Think, yeah, he's undefeated in that series wow. right now. Jeez. He won the... He raced 250 class last year. Yeah, because yeah, that was a thing with chicken, right? You yeah. Said? Yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, Matasvich was there racing, and he won the title, and they shut it down. They there's That's why there haven't been Americans over there since. I mean, that's mm. why there's a 12-time... Uh, MFJ champion Akira Naritas because there was no Americans for that long. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of surprising to me that they have uh, Jay over there racing in Japan. But I don't know. Maybe next yeah. year that we're going to see some Americans over there. Maybe. Hey, Ray? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Alex Ray to race what Japan Nationals. No, because there haven't been All any. All Japan Nationals? Yeah, there haven't been Heck any. Heck no. No? <laughs> Why? Because it's mud, you could no, there's no no racing for me anymore. You could clean up, you could clean up. Hey, that's 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 all good, but no, man, I'm I'm all right. We were talking about that at the track with the PC guys because they were just Mumphy and all of them were giving Joe a hard time. Like you could just go overseas and clean up, and then we were talking about what the the threshold was, like who who could from America go over there and just clean up. Yeah, what were the, you what think was Ray? We didn't get we didn't get there. Uh I think Alex would be on yeah. the podium for sure. Wow. You think so? Dude, 
Joe went over there and raced a stock SR. He added 10 cc's of oil to the forks, and mm-hmm. he won by like 40 seconds. Damn. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Chicken went there at the end of his career. Yeah. Kyle Lewis went there at the end of his career. Tishner. I mean, they all spanked everybody. Heck, yeah. Like when Narita would come here, did you ever race him? Uh, Narita, no. Um, who was the other one? Taiki Koga. No. Was it Taiki Koga? Yeah, Taiki Koga. He was, a, he was yeah, the he kid raced who raced the lights Koga. class. Yeah. Who was the guy who came over a couple years ago, 2018? On the Cali? On the Honda. Oh. He rode for Factory Honda. That's not, oh, yeah. No. Oh, what's that? Atsuru. Tomita. Tomita. It was Tomita. Dude, me and Tomita. I ate Tomita's roost for 30, no, an hour at Washougal that year. I think we both, I think he got 20th and I got 21st or something. I ate his roost for a complete hour. Well, Tomita is the 450 class champion right now. So you could be at least second. Yeah. Yeah. Second at best, at worst, I don't know. <laughs> Jay did Wilson did pretty good for having just riding a Tomax bike though. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. So has he been? Mm-hmm. I heard he's been doing a lot of two fifty stuff too, over at the goat farm. Yeah, he's been here the, for a while, he's right? He's been down in. Um, he's been down there for a while. He did a bunch of star stuff for the two fifty, and then uh, he didn't ride the four fifty until he got to Unadilla. Really? Um, but then, Jeez. yeah. But then he had been doing a bunch of stuff with those guys, and then. I don't know if they showed it on TV because I haven't gotten to watch it yet, but did they make any mention of the power steering system that was on Justin Cooper's bike? Yes, they they talked about it quite a bit. And then uh, James and Ricky were kind of like, hey, maybe maybe it's not working when Jacob fell like back six positions in a lap. Now, why were they calling (laughs) it power steering instead of steering stabilizer? What? It's a it's so they talked about it It, a couple years ago, right? They started testing with it in Japan. Yeah, I uh, I'm looking it. at the press release right now. Yamaha announced it last year, and they call it electric power steering, yeah. um, which it's supposed to be improving stability and agility, but then it uses like a, what's the word I'm looking for? A magno-restrictive torque sensor, uh, which provides dampening with assisted steering for the rider. Um, it counteracts the forces sent to the handlebars from changes in the surface, and the functions uh, primarily at high speed. So, so it's a stable. It was a pretty big thing, like over the top, like right at the top of the crossbar. Uh, shout out to Michael Lynn because he did tell me, like, oh, hey, go look at the bike and see that. I'm sure I would have seen it before Michael told me. But then I've been spending like the last couple hours reading about it um, and everything they have. It, it's pretty cool, but I mean, I don't know how. Did he have it on in the second motocross? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Took it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and on the broadcast, you know, Ricky and and I don't know if, about Ricky, but James uh, was you know Land m- mentioned that like, hey, maybe it's a little heavy on the front, you know, maybe it's a little too much, maybe it's giving him arm pump, stuff like that. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, with what James was saying, you know, because sometimes like, say if your steering is like a little tight, right, mm-hmm. and you go to lean into a corner and try to like turn your handlebars, sometimes it'll lean a little bit too far, maybe, maybe like feel a little teeter totterish, you know, yeah. like uh, from left to right. Um, so that was understandable. Maybe it seemed like maybe he liked it, you know, down south in the sand, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But maybe not at that super high speed Unadilla type track. I could have used it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, so 
it was on top of the crossbar or but I, I don't know. Right in front of the crossbar. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Extra weight up front makes bike handle different. I mean, you could tell even with like I mean you know those flex bars that fast company makes with the elastomers? <laughs> yeah, I had some. You can tell the front end's heavier with yep. those bars on. Mm-hmm. So uh, wow, that's crazy. Takes it off when the second model. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh what about was was Coop the only guy that had it on? Yeah. Anton? Yeah, he was yeah. the only guy. Yeah. And who still has stake pegs on their bike on the two fifty glass? Uh Levi had them and then I want to say somebody else did. But I know Levi had them for sure because I was looking at him on the podium. How about Styles? I don't think Styles does. I don't think Styles does. And Deegan took him off, right? Yeah. Maybe does Dax run him? I don't think Dax runs him. I don't know. Hmm. Dax was on a full he wasn't on his amateur bike this weekend, right? No, I that looked like the full bike. It looks like he's on that one for good now. Sweet. Hmm. But I'm I'm interested to see what they do because I think he could still even go do the Supercross Future stuff that they're going to have at SMX. But mm-hmm. I mean, what's the point? Just you're up now. Just do it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Anton, was there anything uh, new with riders going here, riders going there, mm. or motocross nations? Uh, so the motocross nation stuff, it's still a little stalled out. I think RJ's crash, you know. Oof. unfortunately pretty much just effectively knocked him out of it uh not to use a pun or anything like that but i think he like out. uh he, he was not- he got taken off in a neck brace oh. and then but he he seemed okay you know it just seemed like a pretty violent one i mean yeah. where he crashed at off the start you're going about as fast as you go anywhere yeah. uh, on a start in the nationals um i asked barsha you know hey is this you know, do you know how many points you need for SMX? And is this you coming back to try to get SMX points and motocross and nation stuff? And he's like, no, I'm really just coming back to ride. Like, I just need to ride, you know, and I have to ride myself back into shape. and I don't have these high expectations. He even said, I've seen all these people say that I'm going to come back and be fighting for this and fighting for that. He's like, I just need to ride to figure out where I'm at before I can go on from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I had heard was, you know, Cooper does want to ride the nation's four star, and that could be his like one of his first rides with them after SMX and all that. Um, Deegan wants to do it, but the real thing is, is like they really, if everybody's going to commit to it, they want to send a superstar team to to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the next next thing right now. Uh, you know, AP is down to do it. Barsha's interested in doing it and everything like that. They just really have to see over these next two weeks what's going to happen. But the announcement is going to happen uh, Friday before Ironman. Now, is Sexton uh, no-go on Disney Nations because he'll be changing teams and won't be ready? Or would he go with Honda? So I've, heard he go with that Honda I've heard that Honda said that they would support him through to this. Like, hey, we've done this much together. We really, you know, as a thank you for everything, we'll go do this and also heard like hey ktm would let that be his debut too but i think it makes more honda just to extend it through those last two weeks let him ride the bike stick with what he knows and then go on from there but i mean i hate to say it like in a negative way but i don't know how much where he really wants to just keep riding and riding that same thing before he's like okay i need to go get on to the new thing now because it'd be great to ride for another two weeks and go do this race and see how we do but I have a big challenge ahead of me in the next couple months to learn a new bike and get yeah. ready for Anaheim one. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
Absolutely. And I think that that's becoming a little bit more apparent even after last weekend. Like Chase was so fast. There were times that he was definitely catching Jet. And then, you know, like we said, that they almost had that one little bump and run in the one turn after the big hill. And then he crashed right in front of me in the first moto going for it. And I mean, he got thrown pretty far. You know, mm. that was another big chase crash yeah. there. And like, again, the kid's like rubber. He jumped back up, got back on the bike and kept going. But, you know, I think that he's probably like, all right. SV Inventions supports the sport of motocross with innovative products like the original unbreakable folding lever, on-the-fly adjustable clutch purchases, rotator front brake clamps, Y-handle tools, and more. ASV is also distributor of products like ODI Grips and the innovative Gate King Tailgate Adjuster. They're also a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Race Series and their trackside at each and every event. Their amateur racer support program is open year-round, and you can apply for support at hookit.com. Learn more about ASV products at asvinventions.com. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite, and Edge hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey, what's up guys? It's Malcolm Stewart here. I ride for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, and I've been training harder than ever, and I've been using Guiltless Food Company for my performance on my motorcycle. And it's been doing a phenomenal job. I've been with these guys for the last four years, and I get meals every week, and it's just easy for, for me to come in on a hard day's riding, throw it in the microwave, and my meals are ready to go. And it's fit, ready meals provided for me. You can sign up online and by using guiltlessfoodco.com or go to their local Temecula store and get your meals in person. Set yourself up for an easy win by going to Guiltless Food Co. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes or even the amazing Taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too. So give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Um, 
Sadly, Alex Ray's lunch break was over, so he had to go back to work. We were trying to pull in our uh, our advertising sales manager, Dominic Gayton, but he went to go to, uh, I think he went to Jack in the Box of Street, huh? Yeah, he likes that Jack in the Box now. Yeah, because he's, he's off the, his uh, Optavia program now. Mm-hmm. Popeye's wow. opens up in a month, too. Yeah. He'll be there, too. He's going to make 50 a large year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had a lot of SML birthdays, right? So you were Sunday, or Dahmer was Saturday, you were Sunday. Um, did you celebrate yesterday, Anton? Did you get to do anything with the family? Uh, we watched the Knoxville Nationals and, like, Megan made dinner. We thought it was, like, the big sprint car race that I like. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch it Saturday night so I could watch the whole thing on Sunday and see how it happened with no surprises. Um, we were going to go to dinner and then it said it was going to rain like two and a half inches last night with severe storms and then it never rained. So mm. we'll go catch that later this week. Nice. How does it feel being 33? You have any new aches and pains? Uh, no different. It, it feels about the same. Yeah. Like, yeah, it feel, it feel, it's weird because uh, the whole weekend never felt right. Like from not making my flight on Friday mm-hmm. and like just going through the whole thing. I was like, man, this is a weird weekend already. And then I think with that mixed into it, yeah, I just, it was a different weekend, but yeah, it's all good. Yeah. And then we, we had a website issue mm-hmm. this weekend, sort of website crash. So I think that dampened the workflow, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, it kind of dampened everything. I'm not going to lie. Like it's about, I was like literally going to sleep or was asleep and then got that. And then, yeah. But, you know, it's fun. Like, I know that a couple of years from now, I'll look back on this birthday. And right now, I don't think I did anything or think it's remarkable. But then I think back to, you know, Unadilla is always on my birthday almost every year. Me and Dahmer went to it one year for our birthdays as part of a work trip mm-hmm. back at Transworld. There was another time that we went to Carl Strauss and had like an entire edit planning meeting to I mean, that's what kind of changed the look of the magazine there was that meeting yeah. uh, towards the end. And like. I know now, looking back on those, like, whoa, those are some of my most fun birthdays. So if I'm not seeing the forest for the trees right now off 33, like maybe at 37, I'll know. Like, well, that one was so sick. And it was fun. Like, I got to be with my – I got to go see my whole family at, at one point yesterday, Megan, the baby, the dog. Like, it's great. You know, it's so much fun. And I'm glad that Dahmer got to go down and camp by the ocean like that and got <laughs> to do what he wanted to do for fun. Like, mm-hmm. I'll say this. I'm not a big fan of my birthday. Like, I'm just not – but uh, it's a super nice present to get to go to one of my favorite nationals every year on it, you know, and work and stuff. That's a that's a really nice thing to celebrate on my birthday every year is that. Yeah. Dude, every time that uh, Unadilla rolls around, I think a lot about Jesse Nelson because, you know, that's the race he got paralyzed at. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope he's doing well. I texted him and I got nothing back. So maybe he changed his number or... I haven't heard from, I haven't seen anything from him for a while, except for uh, some Alpine Stars thing came up a couple weeks back. But yeah, I was meaning to. Was it the, uh, did they have him in the studio and put the boot on or something like that? No, like dress him in some strange clothes and stuff like all the other athletes. I think so. Yeah. He yeah. Hair all like, yeah. He was up. in like a, yeah, he was in a really nice like outfit with the boots on and then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of that campaign? What? That the Alpine store is like, it's black and white photos and they, it's like high fashion type photos. Yeah, I like it. Yeah? Like yeah, I like it. I like when, I like when these brands do something different. Yeah. Like TLD lately has been doing more like, I don't know, 
this is gonna sound cringy, but like hip stuff, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like when they do some different stuff. It's not it's it's cool to be on a dirt bike in the dirt, but sometimes it's cool to do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Makes you think of Trevor Nelson. Yeah, that too. But uh, um, some changes over at uh, the Suzuki Bar X team. I think we haven't seen Robbie race in a little while. And how's Derek doing? Not great. No? <laughs> no. I mean, he's doing great. Like I, I'm really bummed for him because, uh, like we're buddies here and there, and we talk or we talk quite a bit. And I think he's had a really, really good summer. He's um really figured out this heart issue. Uh, he, you can see in the in the qualifying, he's fast as hell every single week in qualifying. But he's just having like the most random shit go wrong in the races with his bike. Like uh, this weekend, he I think he finished one of the motos with his foot pegs like gone. Like just the weirdest crap from brakes to motor to frame issues. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely been a struggle city over there, but it's not from a uh, a lack of effort or trying. I'm sure they're trying to figure everything out. I wonder if he's on anybody's radar. I don't know. You know for the 450 class, because moving yeah. up and doing as well as he has. Yeah. I think, hasn't he gotten a fourth? Mm, maybe in a early moto? On, early on? I don't know. Any word on Ferrandez, Anton? No, it's still nothing um, after the break. I mean, he rode really well and everything, but there was really no, oh, yeah, this is his future is set now after two, three weeks off, and here we go. Um, I'm sure he's going to get something. You know, I don't think that you're going to see somebody like that go away. And even speaking of him, him, Jet, and Hunter are all three very close. The, you know, the family met Dylan when they got to Europe and before Dylan got here and everything. And, uh, like, they even travel to and from the races, like, from the airport to the track together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so Dylan was really helpful to him and, like, was one of the first people to congratulate Jet. And Jet even mentioned it. He's like, you know, the last person to win the rookie championship or win the 450 class in the rookie year is sitting right next to me. And, you know, we forget that Dylan did do that just, mm-hmm. you know, two, three years ago. Yeah. You know, it's – it. I would be shocked if he didn't get something. I would be really surprised if, like – nobody found something for him and he just stopped you know because he he was on the podium again this week and how do you just shut that off yeah Mm -hmm. i was uh when i was watching the broadcast and he was talking about how much work they put in on testing and everything it's cool that they're still doing that trying to make the bike better for him at a this point in the season and b this point in his contract with the team, right? Yeah. He's leaving. Both them and, and Honda with Sexton, it's it's pretty cool to see that they're both trying. Yeah. Um, I think Dylan looked, obviously he looked way better but on the track, but he looked a lot happier too mm-hmm. this past weekend. I, he's been, um, yeah, he's been kind of hard on the team and the the bike this whole year, but... He's been vocal about it. Yeah, he's very vocal, but he at the same time, he, he was vocal this weekend saying that... They, Props to the team. They allowed him to do what kind of what he wanted, it sounds like, and mm-hmm. it, it worked out. Yeah. Um, where do you think Peanut is going to go, his mechanic? I think this year, we were talking, <laughs> I was also talking about this last week with the PC guys. The silly season for riders is crazy, but mechanics is even crazier. Yeah. Like just hearing like a couple guys not really knowing where they want to go because they have so many offers on the table. Um, it really sounds like there's only a couple mechanics that are cemented in with their riders. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of switching with, I think, maybe Sex Zimmer uh, can go 
a couple spots. The PC guys can go different places. Star guys can go different places. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Who knows? Hey, uh, Chase, props on the uh, Joe Shimoda uh, insight. Oh, yeah, that was that you fun. put together. Thank got you, to thank spend you. a lot of time with Joe. Mm-hmm. And uh, is he really good at the dance games? No, he's not. He's bad. I had to, <laughs> he was just I had to yell at him a couple of times because he was like, he was looking at the where it's telling him to step. Yeah. And he was stepping like off the buttons. On the metal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he wasn't doing it right. But. Oh, so he was joking about dominating. The yeah, yeah. Sport. He was joking, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, what was it like for you hanging out with him? I know, I mean, we all, we all know Joe pretty well, but mm-hmm. it seemed like he really goofed off or let yeah. his guard down with you. Yeah, he's cool. He's, um, I think it's pretty rare to find, uh, a guy at his level that is kind of willing to, to not put on a character, but show like a more fun side, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially on the camera. Like they're always so serious. They, they don't want to let their guard down. Right. But, Mm -hmm. um, no, he's, he's super funny, obviously on and off camera. He's really, really excited about where he's at in his career right now and where he's headed next year. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was cool. Like every time we, set the camera down or turn the mic off. He was just, Oh, I'm so excited for this. So excited for that. But, uh, yeah, he, no, he, you know what I'm surprised you didn't have in that series was him getting another tattoo or something. Like I, we were thinking that was on the, we were thinking of really? things we could do. Yeah. That I don't think he really wanted to do that one though. Really? <laughs> so we were talking about it off camera. All of his tattoos have like a purpose. So now he's like, all of his tattoos are like, he's well, got his, what he wants to get. So what's his does. drippy face tattoo. That's just cause that's his thing. Oh, I don't know about that one. Where's that one at? I don't know. It's like the the smiley face is like melting. He has that tattooed on him? He told me he did, yeah. Oh, I don't know where that one is. (laughs) (laughs) That one wasn't visible in shorts and a (laughs) t-shirt. Oh, no. Oh, man. But yeah, no, he he was awesome. I think, um, yeah, if you haven't already, go check out that that first episode. The second episode coming out in a couple weeks, that's a little more serious, but the first episode is pretty funny. So you already have it all filmed? Yeah, we finished. I had a, I rented a camera for a week, and so we finished everything while yeah. we could. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, let's see what else. Uh, we had round two of the Ams Oil Dirt Bike Kid Swap Motor Race Series Triple Crown at Glen Helen this weekend. Anton, we had six hundred and forty-eight riders. It was crazy for a local race, and uh, that's unreal. We used all the Glen Helen hills. We went all the way to the top of Mount St. Helens and came down. And the track was so, so rough. I had, uh, there's a guy, Jonathan Rhodes, that races uh, like 40 Pro or something. I was sitting in under my Easy Up and he came in. He pulled off on lap five of his race because he flew off the track and he's all, Don, don't even gear up. Don't even go out there. It's a, <laughs> it's a war zone out there. It's not worth going out there. <laughs> but uh, we went out with the second motor. It was hella rough, but it was, it was fun. Yeah. I but, talked to two friends that race and the one like he's like, Oh, it was awesome. You just had to once you realize what you what you had to do, it was it was a lot more fun and the other guy was like, Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I think the first first lap of the race was the worst. Yeah. Because you know you're in the pack, you can't really see and you don't know how rough the track is, but mm-hmm. it was good after that. But uh, on uh Saturday night we had uh the Stasic Grom Cross. Um we teamed up with Platinum Futures. And Tony Lessie's AME, I think it's called. I think so, yeah. Um, there's a big 
uh, fundraiser event for the Wampler family. Austin Wampler is uh, a moto dad that lives not too far from Glen Helen. He's got two young boys. Uh, they've been longtime uh, Swap Motor Race Series participants. Actually, the boys started in the Grom Cross and have progressed up to uh, 65s now. And uh, he's a two-time uh, combat vet, and he has stage four cancer. Found it because he had a lump on his collarbone and went in to get that checked out, and they did a biopsy, and then they figured out he had cancer throughout his body. Jeez. So super, super nice guy, great family, and uh, it was really cool to actually uh, be a part of that because uh, I think, Chase, you saw the, the text from Aaron, hey, we're doing this fundraiser thing. You got to go in the helicopter, fly in, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not flying no helicopter, not after the door opened on that Honda trip I took. <laughs> so uh, I drove a GoPro out to the family on Friday, and I got to meet him and find out what the whole fundraiser was about. Um, yeah, it was cool. The uh, The nighttime race was was packed. I'm sure a lot of money was raised for him. There's some companies like BC Goggle Company that made special goggles for uh, for the family's team. They call themselves the wild ones. And, uh, yeah, I think all the proceeds from the races went to the family, and uh, they're super cool. So I'll be working on that edit this week and have that up. But, uh, yeah, be sure to check out the website if you uh, can't afford to. Help support a, a great family in motocross who's uh, going through a tough time. I think that he'll beat it, though, because his attitude is right. And I've had one of my best friends, Mike Moso, personally kick cancer's ass at stage four. Mm -hmm. He was given a couple months and uh, cancer-free now, riding his mountain bike, flapping his lips, bragging. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it that we got for the podcast this week. Uh, next week is, is it Bud's Creek, Anton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Bud's Creek. Bud's Creek. It'll be good um, too. We got some amateur kids hopping in, like Juju, and uh, a couple others. So it'll be even more packed, I think, this coming weekend. Juju. Yeah. Where do we see Juju finishing? Top ten. Top fifteen. Eight to twelve. Eight to twelve. What do you think, Anton? Uh, twelve fifteen. Hmm. I say top that, that's not a disrespect. That's not a disrespect. <laughs> but like your first national in Bud's yeah. Creek is hot. Like yeah. it is hot. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even believe. Yeah. I have a suit. Um, Born and raised. Yeah. It's different. It's not quite have a suit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a bit different. A little humid. Um, hey, before I forget, Don, what would be uh, recommended race tech suspension settings at Bud's Creek? Mm. Oh, dude, I don't know. Uh, I guess really, really, really stiff if you're going to send it like Doug Henry. Mm. Right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Does know, Race Tech do mountain bike stuff? They should. They should because Paul Thede is a mountain bike nut. Yeah. And his son is a really high level cross country racer. Yeah. I bet they might. We should call. We could send that Husqvarna yeah, bike to that get needs some it. suspension <laughs> work. <laughs> yeah, Todd. We uh we went out and tested the Husqvarna Mountain Cross MC four, four mm -hmm. today. And uh, mm -hmm. dude, I have this clip of Chase climbing uh this rocky technical section and it looks like he gets head shaked it's terrifying <laughs> handlebars go While back climbing. and forth yeah so dude i'm gonna call paul and see if they do mountain bike stuff for real yeah that'd be sick because uh yeah like of all because like obviously my brother thinks mountain bikes are ridiculous mm -hmm. right but paul appreciates 
mountain bike. So I wouldn't be surprised if Race Tech has something for it. Yeah, my buddy, one of my buddies that's racing Mammoth in a couple of weeks, he went and got his first skate drop yesterday at Glen Helen mm-hmm. in a couple of years, and uh, he's got another suspension brand tune on his forks mm-hmm. and is no longer happy. So. I think he's going to be hitting up race tech this week or next week to try and fix some stuff before mammoth. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 The mammoth is coming up. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I wonder what they're going to do. Cause our, our buddy Pat Foster that lives in Bishop said that the parking lot is still underwater right now or the pits. So I think that's part of the reason we had a huge turnout yesterday too, is people were trying to get gate drops Yep. for, uh, for mammoth. But, uh, I don't know. Call Race Tech for some uh, setup for Mammoth. I'm sure they'll be there as well on site. So, mm-hmm. anyhow, uh, guys, thanks for checking out the Pro Taper Kickstart podcast, and we will talk to you next Monday. Maybe we'll do it Sunday so we can get Avery in house. What do you think? I, I won't be here, but you can do it without me. Oh yeah, you're going to the river. Yeah, I'll be in the river. Nice. All right, guys. <laughs> see you next week. Since 1991, Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting innovative and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.